Thanks for tuning in to the Gist of It podcast. The honest, straight-talking mental health and mindset podcast from Gist Coaching. With your host, Chris Piercy. Five things you can start doing today to become more grateful. Here's a question that popped into my mind at the moment I decided I should write about gratitude. Is discontentment the opposite of gratitude? And a follow-up question of, Is it possible to not feel content if you are completely grateful for everything? Now, I sat and uh, drank some coffee and uh, pondered over the question some time passed and the answers came up. Pretty much and no. I don't think that discontentment is the exact opposite of gratitude, but they do not go hand in hand in any way at all. They go whatever the opposite of hand in hand is, like foot in armpit or something like that. And secondly, is it possible to not feel content if you are completely grateful? No. I think that by achieving a state of complete gratitude, that has to bring out contentment in any person. I don't see how it wouldn't. I think that the world has it slightly wrong. So many people are chasing happiness, and what they should be chasing is gratitude. But what is gratitude really? Now, if I told you your life was pretty close to perfect, you'd probably A, want to punch me in the face, B, tell me I was wrong, and C, probably be slightly unwilling to carry on listening. I am right though, your life is pretty close to perfect. Give me a chance and I'll get you on board with the idea too. If you ever see footage of people being saved from a natural disaster, or an accident, or a fire, then they are filled with this overwhelming sense of happiness. People who perhaps don't even know where their next meal or drink is coming from and perhaps have lost all their worldly possessions, are not just happy, they're ecstatic. You will never meet a happier, more grateful person on earth than someone who has lost everything, yet still has their life. This is gratitude at its purest and most concentrated form. So when I say your life is pretty close to perfect, hopefully you won't find it so audacious. This is all about perspective. And yes, granted, it's easier to be grateful when you've got nothing but Imagine if you carried that level of gratitude around all the time. Everyday gratitude. I genuinely wish gratitude was a pillar of modern society, but sadly, the truth is that gratitude isn't even a single stone in the foundations of a pillar of our society, let alone a pillar itself. For whatever reasons, society, social media, celebrity culture, etc., modern society is essentially about never being allowed to be 100% happy with where you are right here and right now. All of the biggest companies in the world would stop making money if everyone turned around and decided that they were happy with everything they had. The motivation of most iPhone users to get the new iPhone is purely because they want to be seen to have the new iPhone. Most of them don't know or don't care about any new features. They just want people to know that they have the 12 rather than the 11. Perfect modern day gratitude comes from reversing the trend of yourself. It's about looking yourself in the mirror, metaphorically and or literally, and saying to yourself candidly that you are content with everything in your life, how you look, what you're doing, what you own, everything. Elevating your gratitude. So I've gone through the lecture on what gratitude is and why it's important, so what about how to actually feel more grateful? Well, as promised, Here are five ways in which you can elevate your gratitude. Number one, gratitude lists. 
it's very, very easy to forget how important things are to us. Whether this is people, having a home, the fact that you weren't born in war-torn Bosnia, it's just as easy to take things for granted. As soon as we do this, we are not grateful for them at all. Creating a gratitude list and committing to reading and adding to it every day is a surefire way to remedy this. But how? Don't worry, it's pretty easy. Step one, take your smartphone out and open up your notes app, or you can use a piece of paper if you prefer. Number two, write down five things that you are grateful for in your life. Now this can be anything from the obvious, like having a partner, down to the forgotten things like having running water, for instance. Step three, read through the list in full. Step four, set a reminder on your phone to repeat this task at the same time every day. Once you're a month or so in, you can drop it down to just a single item added to the list, provided that you're still reading through the list every day. The second thing that you can do to improve your gratitude is being present. With our phones, the whole world and pretty much all of its knowledge is now at our fingertips and just seconds away, as is mindlessly scrolling through Instagram as well. Even when we're eating our meals, watching films with our loved ones, or out in nature, the temptation is always there. Oh, I'll just take a quick photo of this valley. Oh, look, a Facebook notification about James's birthday. Better wish him happy birthday. Oh, look, I'm scrolling through Facebook rather than enjoying my countryside walk. It's so easily done. I'd argue that it's so habitual to some that it actually takes quite a conscious effort to not have your phone out always. Putting down the phone putting it away and concentrating on being truly present in these moments in day-to-day -day life is very grounding. It forces us to reconnect with real life and more importantly, those people around us. The third thing on the list, complain less. Oh my God, what the hell? I asked for almond milk in my latte, not soy milk. First of all, don't be the sort of person that says this, unless of course you have a soy allergy. But more importantly, Understand that complaining is the ultimate non-grateful thing to do. There is a time and a place to complain about things, but it definitely isn't all the time. I don't want you to be a doormat if something or someone needs to be complained about or put to rights because they've crossed a boundary with you, then you go and complain. However, if you find yourself about to complain, then ask yourself this. Is this of any consequence whatsoever? And by that I mean, does this thing that's actually happened have any bearing on you and your life at all? 90% or more of the time, the answer will be no. Don't sweat the small stuff. Number four, taking more you time. Most people's lives are pretty hectic. Yours probably isn't any different. The main reason or excuse that people don't do things is they simply don't have the time. They either are, or feel, time poor. We all have 24 hours in a day, but some people use them better than others. Spend half an hour less scrolling, or watch one less episode of whatever you're binging, wake up half an hour earlier, but with this extra time you found, make sure you spend that as you time. Switch your phone off, get away from everything, and spend some quality time with yourself. That can be taking a bath, meditating, or sitting, or watching a sunset. Do what you need to do to feel as if you're grounding yourself fully. Your appreciation of the simple things will benefit from this. 
It might seem like an effort, but I guarantee you will not regret it. Number five, the premeditation of evils. Now, I'm advising that if you suffer from depression or severe anxiety, that perhaps you give this one a miss. But, you know, you can read through it and decide for yourself. This is an ancient Stoic technique, which might seem like a bit too much. However, I guarantee it will work because I have actually done it myself. If you've ever felt like you're really losing touch with what is important in your life, then this is the exercise for you. It could be argued that it isn't for the faint of heart, as it's brutal, but it really is for everyone. This is how you do it. Step one. Find some time and place where you will not be disturbed for about 15 minutes. Sit comfortably with your eyes closed and spend a few minutes thinking about the things that are most important in your life. Everything from the people you love, your pets, your house, your car, your job. You know, just really concentrate on those things which are most important. Step four. Think about just how much all of those things mean to you. And now comes the hard part. Step five. One by one, think about losing all of it. Think about each and every member of your family dying. Think about losing your friends, your pets passing away, the house you worked so hard for going up in flames, the car you love being put in a car compactor. Concentrate fully on what it would be like to lose absolutely everything that you have until you're left with nothing but the clothes that you're wearing. And then imagine losing them too, leaving you with just your life. Just like survivors of hurricanes and earthquakes have. Step six, open your eyes and realize how lucky you are. This exercise is the ultimate remedy to the idea of not knowing what you've got until it's gone. By meditating on the loss of everything in your life, you can remind yourself just how lucky you are to be in your situation with everything you own without going through the heartache of really losing it all. Hopefully, it will make you so grateful to hold on to it all and stop you lusting after the next big thing. I'd be really interested to know how you get on with any of these exercises, so please drop me an email, chris at justcoaching.co.uk. Or if you're interested about finding out more about working directly with me one-on-one, -on -one, then also contact me on chris at justcoaching.co.uk. Thanks for listening. Enjoyed today's episode? then give us a rating and hit subscribe. Head to gistcoaching.co.uk to read blogs, get in touch, or find out more about working directly with Chris to get your shit together. To follow us on social media, search for Gist Life Coaching. Have you got the gist of it yet? <laughs>